Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? How are you feeling? So some of you right now, I know you're driving to work, right? Got the early morning grind going. Is the sun out? Sometimes the sun isn't out. Sometimes, so, you know, it's, it's, it's spring again. And everybody knows it's spring again. I uh, I'm in a I'm in a great mood right now. I'm in a wonderful mood. I just <laughs> and I shouldn't be. I should not be because I just uh, I just got back from watching uh, this movie called The Intruder. No spoilers, um, but the you you have to go see it. And you have to go see it now in a theater. There's some movies that you can wait. You can wait. You can wait until it comes out on like uh, DVD. I said DVD. Until it's streaming on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. Or you can watch it by yourself. This is a movie that you have to watch in a movie theater. But particularly in in at least a mix. It, it, you know, all... Here's the thing, and I know I have Caucasian listeners out there. Caucasian people don't really respond and react to what's happening on the screen the way uh, us minorities do. Black people, Latinos, uh, even all oh, the Filipinos, the, the Asian. Like, we give it up, yo. Like, when something's scary, we jump, we yell, we scream. Something's funny. We were falling over with laughter. Um, and we're running out the theater. We just give it up. We really enjoy ourselves physically when watching um, movies. And, and yeah, there's a lot of talking, a lot of, lot of chit chatter, lots of chit chatter, which I will tell you, I hate. I hate the chit chatter. I can't go to movies with people. Who got who got something to say about every little scene? They got questions. Hey, why did this? Do do you know why? Ah, oh, dot. Shut it down. Shut it down, please. Um, however, in this situation, I was forewarned. I had a buddy of mine, Dion Lack. He does uh, he does some great things on YouTube and Instagram. Up and coming director. You'll see his name on the big screen uh, at some point, Lactose Entertainment. Um, but he sent me a text. He's like, yo, you have to go see this movie now with the audience just for the audience reaction. And it, the audience reaction is so big that on Facebook, they are they're just the, the, the uh, advertisements for the movie, The Intruder, uh, are just audience reactions. And this is not a paid advertisement. I'm not getting paid. You guys are like, yo, is it being sponsored by the... Nope. I, like I said, I just walked in from uh, from watching the movie. And it was just great. It was fantastic. And uh, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a sleeper hit, I think. One, Harrison Ford is an amazing actor. And uh, you just... I haven't seen him like this. In a while, and you know Megan Good and Michael Ely, Ely or Ely or Eli, uh, it's just a it's a great cast. Um, but yeah, go go see it. But you, the only way you'll really appreciate it is in uh, a movie theater.
So, so how? So with that said, how are you? How are you doing? That's how we started off. We're checking in with you. There was a baby crying in the movie. Who brings a baby to a horror? Who does that? Why would you do that? I'm excited about the things we're going to talk about today. We're talking about a lot of different things. And when I say we, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I do have some exciting guests coming up for you guys. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. I uh, To be a little selfish, just to give you a brush of where I'm at, uh, in my life, I've been, I've been binge eating a lot. Like I, I was really consistent with, uh, eating unprocessed foods for a while and just doing that, just eliminating processed foods. So I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't, um, uh, you know, carbs, fats, n- none of that. I wasn't checking for any of that. All I was doing was I was just like, as long as it's it's been cooked, you know, or not processed, you know, like fried foods, and 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 it was just real. I was just eating whole foods. I was just on a whole food diet. It didn't matter if it was uh, all if it was all sweet potatoes, as long as it was whole foods. And and I was I was trimming down, losing weight, feeling great, and. Uh, and then, you know, when I went on that cruise, that cruise was like seven days. I, I did, I was on a cruise for seven days doing shows. And it just threw my whole schedule off. There's, some, you know, we talked about this before, the importance and the power of having a regular schedule. And, you know, I understand why, you know, people who have kids struggle. If you have if you have newborns, if you have a baby, they throw off your sleep schedule. They throw off, it, which then throws off your hormones and throws. You know, it, it, it's just a domino effect of things that happen uh, if your if your schedule is thrown off. And it takes days to get back on. And you know, I just got back, and now uh, I'm leaving for Vegas for a week. And I mean, these all sound like uh, you know, first world. Oh, I was on a cruise and blah blah blah, but. You know the 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 human psyche is fragile. It's fragile. We, you know we we love to act like we're really super resilient, super strong, um, powerful mind over matter kind of beings. But you know I follow The Rock on Instagram and Kevin Hart and a lot of these people, and there's a reason why they're so disciplined in what they do and so structured and like, you know, the rock, you know, he he always, he's at the gym, he's at the gym and, you know, he works out first thing in the morning and whatever time that is, whether it's uh, 4 a.m. or uh, 7 a.m., Mark Wahlberg, who is in amazing shape, uh, gets up uh, according to his Instagram and social media uh, every morning at uh, 3.30 a.m. or 4.30, 4.30 a.m., I think. Wakes up every morning at four thirty to work out. So there, there's when you when you have a, a schedule, when you're structured, when you're disciplined, it just it it makes your decisions easier. It makes your life easier, and it makes getting results easier, right? And you stabilize uh, mentally and physically, 
and then you know when things uh get thrown at you and you get uprooted and you move or you break up or you lose a job and all those things can 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 throw us off so uh you know i just i want to give a huge shout out to all the parents out there and and to the uh the the, the service people and um uh you know people who work in two jobs people looking for if you're looking for a job man that grind that hustle you know not knowing uh, what's around the corner? I, that's that's not easy, and 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 you and you know you think that when you get more, you think when you get more money or uh, oh once I get that job, we're, we're always in that mindset of um, you know once I get that thing, then I can breathe, I can relax, and uh, sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes you get it, and then you you go you want more. I. I have more of everything that I've ever had, and I still, and now I'm like, I, I want more, you know. So, it, it's a it's a challenge to be happy and content with where you are, uh, but also to still be striving and pushing yourself, and not being, uh, and not to be lazy, and and think that you can stay where you are. You know, it's uh, life. Life won't let you do that. Life is whether you get on the train or off the you know things are going to move for you that that train station is not going to be uh what it was forever um i had somebody message me on instagram they heard me on someone else's podcast and uh they were thankful that i mentioned my doctor who uh did my neck fusion so for those of you out there who are requiring surgery Right. If you had going through some fusion, my doctor was Dr. Gabriel Hunt. Uh, he's at Cedar Sinai here in Los Angeles. If you need someone uh, to do a neck fusion, uh, you know, find him there. I mean, you know, he's the best. He's one of the best in the country. And I, I know that I have listeners from all over the world. But, you know, the, the point is find find the best person if you if you can. You know, and uh, and go to that person. Your health is number one. Do not take that for granted. But for those of you who uh, are requiring surgery, check out my boy Dr. Gabriel Hunt at Cedar Sinai. It's a brother, bald, good guy, and he has a brother who also does uh, surgery and is uh, ranked throughout the country. So check that out. Uh, all right, I want to read something to you about depression. And it's it was a very powerful thing that I found on Cora uh, of all things. Cora is like this it's like a Wikipedia for uh, smart people, I think. Yeah, like uh, I don't Q U O R A. Q U O R A Cora is a is a website where people can ask questions and then anybody can answer, right? And Somebody was asking about, you know, how to deal with depression. And I just want to read to you uh, what the response was, okay? And, and it begins with, quote, Here's something my therapist once said to me. Struggling with depression is like losing weight. Depression isn't like an illness you overcome once and then forget about. 
For example, if you've had chicken pox once as a kid and you've recovered safely, then you don't have to worry about it later. It is unlikely that you'll get chicken pox again because your body developed a resistance. Now, say you want to lose X amount of pounds. You change your lifestyle, you exercise regularly, eat healthy stuff, drink more water, etc. You keep things in check. And if you do it long enough, you will lose those pesky pounds you wanted to get rid of. Now, does this mean that you can stop exercising and eat whatever you want? No, because then you'll gain back the weight you've lost. You can't simply forget about it once you've reached your desired goal. You'll have to work constantly to stay balanced. Same goes for depression. You cannot overcome it because there's nothing to overcome. It's something for you to regulate and watch over. The same way you wash your hair, cut your nails, clean the house from time to time, you have to have some self-reflection and say, oh, there is some stuff I have to take care of right now, and it can't wait any longer. And obviously, medical help is given. I don't take meds personally, but my therapist helps me untangle the mess I have in my life. Seeking help doesn't mean you failed. It means that you're smart enough to recognize a problem you can't solve on your own and brave enough to ask for support, end quote. I thought that was very powerful, very powerful because, I, you know, I, because like I said, I've been binge eating and, uh, and like, uh, so for example, what did I have last night? You know, I, I had a great day eating clean. Uh, I had salmon with vegetables for dinner with a salad. It, it was great. I felt great. Uh, I didn't feel starved. I wasn't really hungry. I was just craving. And I came home. I ate a pint of ice cream. And what else? Uh, I feel like I ate cookies pint of ice cream I made oh I had a pint uh, so this was crazy I had a pint of and I should have written this down like I, I tell you guys to write it down um I had a pint of ice cream I had two burgers or a burger and a half I couldn't uh potato salad and and I know you guys are like and and a bowl of cereal all within I, I must have devoured it with at, at, in less than 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, and then I, I looked down, I was like, what I just do? You know, it's, it's like, I felt like, um, you know, I used to watch Criminal Minds, Law and Order, SVU. I, I, I don't, I, I can't watch it anymore. It's, it's like, it's way too, um, graphic, violent, the characters aren't developed, whatever. Uh, but there's a part of me that still wants to watch it because I've watched so many seasons. And uh, But anyway, there's a, there was a serial killer uh, on one of them, and he killed someone. And then he right after he killed this person, he just broke down and started crying. And, you know, like he was like, what have I done? Like complete remorse. 
while he was doing it, he was enjoying it. There was a smile on his face. He's laughing. Uh, you know, had no problem taking a life that he had just taken as he was taking it. Uh, but immediately after, immediately after, as soon as he saw the the life go out the person's eyes, he just, you know, crumbled in a corner, you know, and hands, hands, uh, face in his hands, tears streaming down his eyes. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. But th- that's how I felt, you know. It was like, th- like this isn't. Um, and, and what was fascinating is all I really wanted um, was a glass of water. I just wanted water. I realized I was just really thirsty. It's crazy what you'll crave and what you'll do when you're thirsty or um, a little uncomfortable, right? Just to, all you have to do is be a little uncomfortable, and all of a sudden the thoughts and the cravings and desires, it's been out of control. That, that's why, you know, um, sleeping so valuable, getting rest, restoring, uh, you know, today I, I did not, uh, my, uh, one of my clients, and this is why I love my clients, uh, because they they live these these uh, you know they live such different lives than I do, and so we end up feeding each other. You know, come, to come tomorrow tomorrow be uh, or today is Monday. You guys will hear this uh, Monday. I'm recording this Sunday, um, but you know my clients will, will ask me about my weekend and what I've done, and I feel bad on those Mondays where. I haven't really done anything, you know, nothing special or stand out or that, you know, made me feel uh, that moved me or inspired me or fascinated by anything. Because then I go, yeah, what did I do this weekend? Where did it go? And, you know, there's a, a feeling of uh, of shame and, and, and not because I didn't do anything, but because there was so much I could have done, so many places I could have gone. And I just got in my own head or got in my own way and, and didn't do it. But today was not one of those days. You know, I had a, I had a good uh, day, uh, not as productive as I wanted it to be. But I went to uh, the Annenberg Photography Place, and uh, such a beautiful place uh, with the photography. And uh, they had a hip-hop section, so it was all these... Uh, photographs of uh, the great hip-hop artists, and l- it was amazing. It was outdoors, and uh, but they rented these, um, I don't want to call them bins, containers. You know, like when you, um, when you see those ships and they have those huge storage containers that you could put cars in? So they had those type of containers, metal containers, and then they had each one of those were uh, different, photographers in their artwork and it was beautiful and amazing and I it's uh, some of the I took video it's up on my Instagram go to Leo Flowers 2000 uh, on uh, Instagram check it out and uh, but you know the the, the video that I took it, it doesn't know justice it was it was really beautiful I even bought um, I'm gonna come back to the, the what I read about uh, depression. Um, but I even bought um, 
three albums. I bought, what did I buy? I bought The Locks. I bought, uh, I bought The Locks. I bought EPMD. And I bought uh, one more. I think, oh, Craig Mack. Flavor in your ear. Here comes the brand new flavor in your ear. Times for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new. Uh, and but <laughs> so I bought three albums. Do I have a record player? No, not at all. And I was like, I'm gonna. I was gonna go buy one. And then I was like, ah, it's, it's late. I don't want to be dealing with traffic. And so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna purchase now. I won't buy one tomorrow because I fly to Vegas tomorrow. But I am gonna purchase one. And and I was like, wow, I really. But now when I look at the, you know, I've been trying to figure out if I want paintings on my wall, what to put on my wall. And I think I want albums. I want um, album covers on my wall. That's what I want my wall covered with, The you know, some great albums. I think I'll get my boy Mike G at Michael Graham Designs to build me something to showcase the albums. I haven't figured out what yet or how to do it. But something really cool, really dope, that uh, and really inspiring. You know, I love music, and uh, and I, I need to uh, appreciate it more. I had a friend of mine buy me an album a while ago, and I'm, I'm and I, you know, I threw it away. It and I didn't have a record player, but she bought me this album with her heart. I could tell. Her heart was in his purchase. And I regret it to this day. I, I don't know why I did it. And um, and now I'm, I, I hesitate to ask her <laughs> what the name of the album was. But I'm going to ask her. I want to get the album back because I want to get a record player and I want to play that album. But, I, but at the same time, I feel like it's not the album that she bought me. It's not going to feel the same. And maybe the album doesn't exist. I'm all in my head about it, whatever. But um, but yeah, so I bought some albums. I'm going to buy a record player. And I, I'm like super excited about it. And it's a small thing to be excited about. But there's something about pulling an album, a record, out of the, the sleeve. And you get to look at it. And it's physical. And then you get to look at the album cover while you're listening to it, and you get to read the back of it, and and usually there's a story that goes along, and it is something that there's an experience that you have listening to records that you we miss out on when we're you know when we're using Spotify and Pandora, and uh, you know Pandora is trying to do a good job, and even Spotify does this where. They have like little facts pop up when they're playing a song, you know, little a little backstory to it, and that's cool. But to have something physical, something that you touch, it just it connects you with it in a way that, um, you know, I think the other thing is you have to take care of an album. You have to take care of the record. You, you know, you don't have to take care of streaming songs. You can. It's always there. You can forget about it. You can play it whenever you want to. Um, you 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 don't have to be intentional about what you're listening to. With an album, you actually have to think about what you're gonna play next. What do you actually have to ask? 
what do I want to listen to? With Spotify, Pandora, you kind of you put on a, a playlist and uh, you forget about most of the songs you have in the playlist, so it just plays. But with an album, you know exactly what you're going to get and, and when you're going to get it and how long it is. And, and then you got to turn. You gotta, there's the A side and the B side. There, there's, you know, I don't know if I'm getting old, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited just thinking about buying a record player you know, plugging it in and and then and listening to the 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 sound of the needle on a record is is incredible. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, coming back to the depression, <laughs> coming back to the depression. What I what I just read to you about how you know you you really have to. Um, and I'm tying this all together. You, you know, depression is not this thing we overcome. It's something that we have to manage daily. Um, the suicidal ideations, same thing. We, we can't just be like, well, I was like that back in the day, and it's gone now, I'm taking these meds. And it's for, for a lot of us, it's a chronic situation. Um, with, with, you know, uh, major flare-ups. Uh, you know, I had a flare-up today. You know, I'm, I'm, where was I walking from? I don't remember if I was walking from, oh, when I went to the photography thing. I had such a great time. Um, took video, and the energy was amazing outdoors. And I get in a parking garage, and I just had a, a little flare-up. And I remember t- saying to myself, like, Hey Leo, just you know, hang in there with us, uh, you know, just uh, you know, just for a few more days. Just and and not that you know, I only want to be here for a few more days. It's just you know, sometimes the moment is so strong and the flare up is so big that you go instead of saying, you know, oh yeah, the rest of your life in front of you. It's like, hey man, just just hang in there for a few more moments, you know, just. Give me a couple more exhales, and 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 eventually the the flare up dies down. You're just trying to buy yourself some time during the flare up. You you're trying not to react to it. You want to notice it and uh, and acknowledge it and say, oh, there's a little flare up. You know, the dog, my dog is barking. Just because the dog is barking, right, doesn't mean that there's trouble. It doesn't mean that uh, we we have to. <laughs> you know, it's like it doesn't mean we have to put our robe on in the middle of the night and run outside with a bat to see what's going on, right? So the same thing with that flare-up, same thing with your, with our suicidal ideations and and our our dep- like we don't have to react to it every time or be completely thrown off or get upset or feel discouraged when it happens. You know, dogs bark. Uh, we have flare-ups. Uh, you know, depressed moments, that's, that's natural, it's part of life, and it's okay. It's okay. And it's just about saying to yourself, hey, man, just hey, just hang in there a little bit. Let's, let's, let's you know, let's, let's finish out the day and see how we feel tomorrow. We'll check in. We'll sleep on it. It's, it's like... Um, 
you know, when you when you uh, watch a movie or not, not even watch a movie, but if something sometimes you get in, um, you have a, a disagreement or an argument or something comes up that really needs to be addressed, and you go, you know what? Let's uh, let's all get some sleep, and then we could talk about it in the morning. And sometimes that's that. Sometimes that is the the remedy. That is the remedy. Let's just let's just you know lay down and and I know some of you are struggling with sleep. Wow, that's uh you know. But but yeah, let's just lay it down and see and see what happens tomorrow. And you know. I will say this. One of the reasons why I recognize I'm off my um, been binge eating is I'm off my meds. And I've talked about meds before, M-E-D-S. Um, and that, for me, is uh, meditation, exercise, diet, and self-talk. I have not been doing – I've been off my meds. I have not been meditating. I haven't – I. I've been exercising, but I've I think I missed like three a few days, three days, and and that's a lot. Um, my diet's been way off, as I've you know discussed with you. I've, you know, I haven't had I wasn't eating dairy for a while, and um, what was the other thing? Dairy and uh, meat. I was off meat and dairy, and now I'm eating meat and dairy. And, and I haven't been doing my self-talk in the shower. Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, what I usually do is I'll, I'll take a regular hot shower, and at the very end, I'll turn it cold and then say my self-affirmations uh, 10 times. You know, and Usually I'm jumping around, spinning around, and I know it sounds crazy, but after you've you know, yelled your self-affirmations 10 times under frigid temperature in the cold freezing water you're awake you are awake and you feel alive and so I've been off my meds I've been off my meds so uh tomorrow's a new day I go to Vegas tomorrow I'm excited about Vegas I'm doing uh May 6th through the 12th in Vegas two shows per night I'm super excited about Vegas because I sleep like a baby in Vegas like a baby knocked out out. Oh my God. It's because the air is so fresh. High altitude um, is good for uh, improving sleep and, and oxygen to the brain. So I think that's why I sleep so much better there. And uh, I exercise every day. Um, I, I just, it gives me a chance to recharge. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, right. Speaking of feeling alive, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about something that um, I, I'm just going to it. Uh, Esther Perel, if you've never heard of her, she's a, a, a relationship uh, therapist, um, a PhD. She's I think she's from Belgium. Uh, parents or grandparents were uh, in concentration camps. Uh, just her story is incredible. But anyway, she's she's like the modern day Dr. Ruth. If you don't know who Dr. Ruth is, she was like the sex therapist from back in the day where uh, Dr. Esther Perel is more of a relationship uh, therapist. But as Dr. Perel's uh, focus is on um, uh, relationships and infidelity more specifically. That's what she, uh, she has honed in on. 
But anyway, I was listening to her talk, and she said that one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that people cheat, and I'm going to tie this back into binge eating. I'm going to tie it back into just addictions in general, um, is that they want to feel alive. It's not that they want a divorce from who they're with. They don't want to break up with who they're with. They don't want to leave. They just want to feel. It's about a feeling. They want to feel alive. And I thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, that's what I, I was trying to get. That's what I, I try to get with food. I try to get this feeling of aliveness. When history and experience has taught me, maybe a bite, one bite makes me feel alive. If I take one shot, I'll, let me take it back. It's not that I feel alive, it's that I feel something, right? That's what you, you're like, I want to feel something. Uh, it, is, it could be bloated, <laughs> it could be gas, it could be drunk, it could be wired. You're, you're shooting for a feel. You're trying to eat. You're trying to take in and ingest a feeling, right? And instead of what I, what I should be trying to do is accept my feelings, whatever that may be, and, and sit with them and know that food does not make me, well, binge eating does not make me feel alive. I have a friend who was in, um, who's been sober 30 years, and he said his dad told him that if you drink, drink when you're happy, drink when you're celebrating, but never drink when you're sad. Never drink because a girl broke up with you or you lost your job or you didn't get that promotion you wanted. Never drink out of sadness or despondency only out of celebration and joy. I got to tell you, that's some of the best advice I've ever heard. I remember one time I was at a friend's house for, um, uh, we were just there. I was, uh, this girl I was dating went to her aunt's house and her aunt made, uh, her aunt's Italian. And so it made this huge Italian spread, uh, lasagna and bread and wine. And, I, you know, I was, I ate all of it. And this is, you know, when I was just eating like chicken breast and broccoli and and I just knew I was going to wake up the next morning 10 pounds heavier. And I'll tell you, I lost two pounds. I couldn't believe it. The next morning, I was more ripped than I had ever been. And, and I think it was because, yeah, we're eating very rich foods and heavy foods and, and drinking wine, but it took us two or three hours to eat. And we were laughing and sharing stories and talking trash. It was an experience. You know, there was a, a lot of back and forth. And, uh, you know, at some point, all the men went in one room and, you know, we were sharing stories and talking. And all the women were in another room. And it was just, it was a night of, of, of festivities and celebrations. I was just meeting you know, her aunt for the first time, and she hadn't met her aunt. In a, it was just great. I felt great. And the, the mood of the house was amazing. 
versus, you know, yeah, you could eat a chicken breast with broccoli by yourself, but you know, if it if it if it doesn't really fill you up, if it doesn't bring joy to you, food, it, you know, somehow we've made food this either either it's it's healthy and bland, or it's like it's is amazing but gluttonous, you know. Um, and we can have both. The truth is we can have both. If you really know how to cook, if you really know how to cook, it doesn't take much. You know, you use some real spices if you have access, right? If you have access to some fresh basil and cilantro and thyme and um, oregano. Oh, I love oregano. Oregano and uh, fresh, you know, tomatoes, heirloom tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Avocado. If you have if you have access to fr- oh man you can make I mean you can get in on some chicken breast some salmon just a little bit of salt some beets roasted beets oh come on man I'm I'm dying right now I love it but um but you know going back to Esperel she was like people are looking to feel alive and you know when we talk about journaling. Right. In the past and past episodes, uh, if you go to episode two with Dr. Raymond Norman, um, he talks about when you journal, ask yourself what's bothering you. But your homework assignment for this week is every day I want you to, at some point, I don't care if it's in the morning or at night or in the middle of the day, Ask yourself, what makes you feel alive? And you know what? Even put that question out to other people. Get get their feedback. That way you create a conversation around aliveness. Because a lot of times I think we talk about the things that uh, hurt us or we complain or that make us feel heavy or bloated. You know, we talk about the negatives of our day, but what makes you feel alive? If you're married to someone, right, and and you have complaints about, you know, also ask yourself, what do you love about that person? What what excites you about that person? And 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 get back to that. Now, let me let me add this. The question is not. What made you feel alive? We're not talking past tense because something that made you feel alive a year ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago may not hold the same weight or value for you today. We're talking about today, right now. What makes you feel alive today, right? Like, I love podcasting, but it's the the reasons I love it, the things... Well, the reason why I get excited about doing this is different every time. Not every time, but it, 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 it changes from time to time. Sometimes I'm excited because of the guest I'm going to have on. I'm like, I can't wait to sit down and talk to this person and pick their brain and learn from them and, and have you guys uh, tune into it and learn from it and share it. And, and uh, by the way, the messages you, you all send me, I thank you. I appreciate it. It means so much to me uh, that you guys take the time out of your day 
uh, and out of your lives to message me and uh, to rate it on iTunes and, and uh, leave comments and all that stuff. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for that. Um, but the, but so but what and sometimes uh, what gets me excited about doing a podcast or is uh, uh, maybe I've learned something that I want to share with you. Like when I was listening to Esther Perel, I was like, oh my God, this ties into the binge eating and trying to feel alive. And I was like, I think so many people would get value out of that. Because a lot of, you know, sometimes we're doing things for other people. We're, we're living for someone else. And then we go, when do I get, when do I get my needs met? Right? And, and I think that's a part of the binge eating is, uh, you know, I haven't gotten a massage, you know. I talk about my meds, you know, M being meditation, but sometimes it, the M stands for massage. The, the M changes, right? <laughs> the, the E could be, you know, it's not always exercise. Sometimes the E is entertainment. Sometimes like going to see a live band or play, um, you know, Cirque du Soleil or just uh, kids playing, you know, or, or playing taboo with friends, entertainment. You know, um, the the D could be for divergent thinking, which I, I I'm learning how to freestyle rap right now. Excuse me, and the uh, and part of what helps you freestyle rap is going from convergent thinking uh, into divergent thinking, which is uh, if you think of divergent thinking, it's uh, where you're um, you're you're fueled by ideas and questions and emotions, but divert, uh, convergent thinking is you're just looking for one solution and you're trying to be logical and practical and uh, blah, blah, blah. So I forgot, I don't even know why I got off on that. But, but my point is, ask yourself today what makes you feel alive because that answer is going to change. It could change from morning to night, right? Um, and, but you, you have to ask yourself that so that you can reinforce it, right? It's like, catch yourself doing good. Be like, like, I remember when I, when I, when I was at the Annenberg, uh, photography museum today, uh, you know, part of my self-talk was, I, I said, thank you. I was like, thank you, Leo, for bringing me. Uh, getting me outside and, and outdoors and, and taking me to something new. And, and part of the reason why I did that also is Esperel talked about, uh, check her out on YouTube, E-S-T-H-E-R, uh, Esther, and then Perel is P-E-R-E-L. She has two books. One is Mating in Captivity, Mating in Captivity, and I forget the name of the other book, but I will link those in the show notes. Um, and, and then you can just click on it and it'll take you to, uh, Amazon and then you can, uh, make the purchase from there. The, and I've read both the books, both of the books are, are incredible. The, but, uh, she was also talking about how people who have kids, and I thought this was really fascinating. She said, so much attention and effort is put into making sure that the kids have, you know, new clothes, new experiences, new gadgets, you know, uh, new uniforms, et cetera, et cetera. And while the parents 
continue having the same experiences, wearing the same clothes, the same blah da da da, and 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 then you you as you know you look at your spouse and you're like oh you don't do it for me anymore, and it has nothing to do with her or you. It has to do with the fact that you guys have neglected your relationship, the spousal relationship. You've put all the attention on the children, which I understand. You want your, your kids to have the best. You want them to go to the best schools, and they require so much, and you have to prioritize. But you you can't give the kids so much that then your relationship withers and dies, and you... you um, you know, you're not feeding each other. You're not you're not making each other feel alive. You're not taking time for each other, right? Time. That's the thing that at the end of the day, you're going to wish you spent more time. I wish I spent more time with my friends, with family, uh, more time with yourself, right? So exploring those things that make you feel alive. I um, on another note, speaking of, I was like, oh, this is why I haven't, I've, I've been, I've been feeling a little off. Uh, there's an app on your phone called uh, Screen Time, and I was like, oh, I wonder how much time I've been spending on my cell phone. I've been averaging seven hours a day. Wait, is it seven hours a day? Oh my God, that's embarrassing, right? That is embarrassing. Seven, wait, okay, here it is. Last seven days, I'm looking at it. All right, Leo's iPhone screen time. Five hours, 44 minutes per day. I'm down 8% from last week, which is still sad. Uh, Most of it spent on social networking, um weekly total 40 hours most of it on Instagram almost 10 hours oh my god Spotify number two at four hours YouTube at four and uh text messaging at two and a half and so that's here's the problem look at this I'm spending 10 hours on Instagram which is I don't know how much I believe that. Oh, you know why? Because uh, all the stuff that I upload. All right. Um, 10 hours on Instagram and then only three hours text messaging, which we need to inverse that because that means I'm connecting more with people who aren't even close to me in proximity or in relationship. You know, like I'm, I'm reaching out. To, to my fans and 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 colleagues more than um, the my family and people who I've grown up with, like that's scary, you know, and and you know my fans and you all are, and my listeners, everyone's important to me, um, but you know now that I look at this and I, I didn't even realize it till just a second, like you know I'm like wow I'm I'm really neglecting my my personal relationships, my my very personal up close, fam- my mom. No wonder my mom is always like saying I don't call enough. I don't. 
I don't. I'm not reaching out enough. And uh, I pick. Apparently, I pick my phone up ninety times per day. Ninety. I picked it up hundred and five times on Wednesday. Wow. So uh, I'm gonna work on that. That's something you know. And that's an app that's on. Uh, if you have an iPhone, that just comes with your uh, cell phone. It'll let you know how much time you've been spending on it. So check that out. Because that clearly cannot be healthy, right? All right. Um, I want to talk about um, Tom Brady. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And, you know, he's one of the best. If you don't know how Tom Brady is, uh, he's won six Super Bowl rings uh, in pro uh, football. And... He is not, what's interesting about that, he's the quarterback for the New England Patriots. They, they won the Super Bowl last year. And like I said, they, they've, uh, under his uh, guidance, tutelage, leadership, uh, won six Super Bowl rings. He is not the highest paid quarterback. He's actually the 10th highest paid quarterback. And you would think that a guy who has won six Super Bowl rings would be the highest paid. He's not. And his reason is, is if, and I, he said this in an interview, he said if he gets paid all the money, then the team doesn't have enough money to recruit great players. And he recognizes that he is where he is because of the uh, talent that they've been able to recruit and get on the team. It's such a powerful statement. That's what real leadership is about, and and that's what sacrifice is about. And we don't herald that enough, and we don't hear about this enough. We hear about athletes and celebrities, how selfish they are and um, the dumb mistakes that they make and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but even people, we you know, we. but here's a guy who's not just thinking about himself, He's thinking about the entire team. He's thinking about the big picture, winning that Super Bowl. That's what life's about, baby. Winning. That's what he cares about. The W. And he and he also cares about surrounding himself with the best people, the best players, the best coaching, the best trainers. He eats the best foods. He wrote a book called TB12. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. Even though it's two hundred, it's a two hundred dollar book, at which I I flipped through it. I'm like, I'm not buying. I almost bought it just because I was like, I want to own a book that was too, like, but textbooks are two hundred dollars. Like it's insane to own a book uh, to have a book that's two hundred dollars. But uh, but it sold out. He, he is selling, and I and I think the genius of the book is that he keeps uh, adding to it. He'll send you new uh, copies, uh, new updates to the book. So just like same way you update your phone, he'll send you new chapters and and new developments because he covers nutrition and exercise and uh, and his mentality. So, um, but I just thought like, you know, you look at these corporations. And 
uh, where these CEOs, I, I think the uh, Eisner of Disney, he, he was under fire, or may still be under fire, because he's making so much. And then the people who work at Disney on the ground, walking around in those hot Mickey Mouse suits and those hot, um, you know, goofy suits and, and stuff, and, you know, and making the kids smile and jumping around, they're getting paid pennies on the dollars. The people have to clean Disney World. I, can you imagine having to, cl- like, like hundreds of th- millions of people go through Disneyland, Disney World every year and just constantly make it like your job is never done. Like most people have a job where they know they're done. You're never done there. Like it's people are constantly throwing stuff on the ground. The trash bins are, are constantly filled and they just like you're just you're just out in the heat. Because, you know, one of the parks is in Florida. The other one is here in California. Like the summers are brutal. Right. And so and and so for him to make that amount of money and then for the people at the very bottom to make that, it's like the disparity is insane and not to knock them. I, I don't know what I would do. And, and I don't I'm not trying to make one person out to be the devil. I understand this is a capitalistic society, but. I if we're looking at the big picture, if we really want everybody to win, if we want the team to win, and the team is not just the five people on your team, the team is not just the company you're working for, it's the team is this world. The, we are a team. We're a team of human beings. And the more we have that discussion, the more we talk about the world and the people inhabiting this world is being on the same team is the more we talk about humanity and how we are connected and how what the decisions that are made in America affect what happens in Sri Lanka that then affects what happens in India and then affects uh, China and Russia and uh, all the way down to South America and Antarctica like we are all connected. The this you know the walls don't they don't divide. They're not they don't keep they don't keep out. It's not going to keep out global warming. Like you're talking about building a wall, you need to be building a dome, right? Um, oh, that that's that's smart wall dome, global warming. So. I have to write that down, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That that could be a bit right there. We'll figure that out. Um, but, it, you know, think big picture. And, and it's not just for Tom Brady. That, that, that thinking is not just for athletes. Um, you don't have to be the CEO. You know, you look at your family. What is it that, you're, that you as a unit are trying to accomplish? What is it that you at your company? What what are they trying to? What are you trying to get done with your business, with your uh, with your workouts, with your nutrition, with your uh, relationships? What's the big picture? And what do you need to sacrifice? You know, you can't. You're not going to be able to have it all. Tom Brady looks like he has it all, but he doesn't. And 
by the way, I understand he's in a position to take less money because his wife, Giselle, makes buku dollars. Buku dollars. Insane amounts of money. However, I do believe Tom Brady would still take a paycheck or a pay cut um, because he values winning above all else. No one, I don't want to be, nobody wants to be a rich loser. Like, that's horrible. But nobody also, nobody wants to be a broke winner either. Like, there's a middle ground. And that's that's what we, that's what's important to explore is the middle ground. Don't, but I just want to bring that up because I think, um, and I know from myself especially, like, there are times where I lose, you know, sight of, oh, what's the big picture here for me? And what am I trying to do? And, you know, I, I sometimes I'll lose sight of that when when I'm not taking my meds, when I'm not journaling, when I'm not writing things down. And it's about, for me, it's about giving hope. I want to give, uh, first, uh, I mean, there's a selfish reason because I, it, a part of it feeds my ego that people are actually listening to me and like, what is he going to say? Uh, maybe he can get me through this. Um, or some of, you know, I have people that just enjoy listening to the podcast. They're not even going through anything particularly. They just like listening in. But uh, that, so that feeds my ego to know that there are people listening, but, but it also uh, makes me feel like I'm contributing to the world and that I'm, I'm finding a way to make a change, not, I don't want to say make a change, but um, have, give people perspective because I don't want to even say make the world better. I don't believe in that. Like things, everything. The more things change, the more things stay the same. Blah blah blah. But I do think that we can um, get different perspectives, have convergent or, or divergent thinking. We could have a different perspective on the same thing, and I think that's valuable. Versus, you know, a lot of times we're so caught up in trying to find a solution to everything. And we haven't even explored all the ideas. Let's explore all the possibilities of what our life can be and what our options are and where we can go and what we can be and what we can do versus, you know, being so focused on this one thing. And and then we we fail to, to see the bigger picture, whatever that may be. Even in your relationships, you know, there's you know, people are walking around, and Esperella alluded to this of this idea of we're we're either monogamous or we're polyamorous, or you know, uh, you know, you you have you have an open relationship. But she brought up something else that was valuable in that an open relationship does not just mean uh, physically, right? Um, the physical part's the easy part. What's challenging, what's hard in in a relationship is to open your mind, to open your heart, to open your ideas and your thoughts and your feelings. That's that's the new definition of an open relationship, right? And because a lot of us are in monogamous relationships that but they're physically monogamous, right? But they are uh, mentally and emotionally uh, polyamorous. Uh, I think that's the word. Where you know your 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 mind is with 
other people and other things and um, and you're not uh, just sharing it with uh, one person but also your mind is um, you're, you're closed like you're 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 like well all right I'll give you my body and only you can have my body but you're not giving them you're not opening your soul to this person that's that's where the meat is that's where the intimacy is that's where the connection is right if you you lost connection to open up your soul. You gotta, you have to open uh, up your soul. I was watching this. Um, <laughs> there's a a talk by Yuval Harari with Mark Zuckerberg on uh, Facebook, and it's an hour and a half. You don't have to watch it, but um, I will link that in the show notes also. If you want to watch that, it's fascinating because, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is basically, um, he's fighting for, uh, not fighting, but he's basically trying to defend Facebook and what they do and what they're about and all the privacy issues, et cetera, et cetera, and artificial intelligence. He's defending all that and saying how great and wonderful it is. And how great Facebook is because it connects people. That's right. We connect people. We connect people and groups and countries and blah, blah, blah. And after Mark Zuckerberg, for about 10 minutes, you know, uh, singing the praises of Facebook and how well they and how much they're connecting people and connecting millions and billions of people across the world. Yuval Harari, uh, New York Times bestselling author says it's one thing to connect people it's another thing to harmonize people mic drop i was like oh i had to stop the video and i was only like 10 minutes in i was like Duh. this is like you ever see watch uh was it the simpsons where people like running around where they show black people running around like oh damn that's what i was like i was like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> As my boy Chris James would say, "Oh damn, that's exactly how it was," and uh, and it's true. You know, you can connect a lot of uh, different cultures have connected and clashed, and so just because we uh, connect, just because we sit next to each other, or we're talking to each other, doesn't mean that there will be harmony. Um, and we know that if you look at Facebook, all types of people are connecting but not harmonizing. And uh, so, that, yeah, there's definitely a distinction. And I'm, I'm glad he mentioned that. And it was a, it was a very powerful moment. And so I'm going to, I want to leave you guys with that because I want you all to explore how are you, you know, harmonizing. And, and remember your homework is to find a way every day that makes you feel a lot. What's that moment? Where you go, man. That, that where, you, where it gives you a little glint, a little, a little, a little something in your eye, a little, uh, a little. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's some mischievous, uh, 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 a little, a little playfulness. Some uh, maybe it looks like you're up to something. What 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 gets the what makes you feel vascular? It gets the blood going a little bit, you know. It makes it makes you a little tingly. The butterflies right there. And, uh, and, and like I said, just because it gives that to you today doesn't mean it's going to give it to you uh, Tuesday, 
or Wednesday. That's why you have to ask yourself that question. That's why you have to check in, not only with yourself, but with the people in your life, you know? Uh, make sure is it make sure that what you've been feeding yourself is still uh, fueling you, right? Still fulfilling you and, and giving you purpose and uh, uh, motivating you. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that, and I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Um, this is not a substitute for going to get therapy. Talk to a therapist. Call the 1-800-SUICIDE number. Uh, please comment and uh, subscribe and share. That sharing, you know, that's the biggest thank you. Um, if you if you really enjoy, if you, I'm not asking for any money or donations or anything like that. Um, this is completely self funded. But what really is a, a huge thank you to me is when you share the podcast, when you recommend it, when you uh, rate it five stars and leave comments, um, all that is that that's the biggest thank you uh, for Leo Flowers. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, I'm excited to go to Vegas. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to let you guys know my progress with, uh, you know, like I said, I, I feel like tomorrow I'm going to wake up and um, and I, I put on so many pounds. Oh my God, I put on like 10. I, this is the longest goodbye. I'm, I'm trying to get off. I'd say, I, this is why I do Irish goodbyes at parties. I just leave because then I stay and then I start talking too much. And, 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 and.